Listening to the Front Porch Anarchast. We hope you enjoy the broadcast. Like and share our page at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. And yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. Tonight I'm recording in the mobile studios of my Jeep which is, ironically, a patriot. Anyway, so once again, you will have to excuse the the road noise. I try to cut that out of as much of the podcast as possible, but you're going to hear it. In tonight's episode, I'd like to talk about crime and punishment in a free society. Statists often bring up the point of what would happen if there were no laws. It's a great point, or a great question. I think it's worth some serious consideration. But a case that just happened, Little Rock, Arkansas, sort of near and dear to home. I'll try to make this as quick of a rundown as I possibly can on this. So a guy was driving around on the streets of Little Rock when a camera picked up a license plate of the car he was driving, scanned it, and it reported that the car had been stolen. So somewhere there was a report that stated that the car with his license plate had been stolen. These cameras scan every vehicle that's just going down the street, and it picked this one up. It alerted the the employees of the police department that a stolen car possibly stolen car had been spotted and some police employees were able to follow the stolen car using cameras and direct more police employees to the location of the car. One police employee made it there and approached the guy. The guy who was driving the car had pulled it over into some sort of parking lot. There is a dash cam of this and the you can hear the microphone from the police employee and he just immediately begins yelling, hands, hands, hands. You can't see what he's doing. You can't see the other car. Evidently, he had pulled up in front of the the car in question and pulled up perpendicular, perpendicularly in front of that car so as to block it in. So he starts yelling, hands, hands, hands. The, the guy in the car starts yelling, you know, what I do? What's this about? You're going to shoot me? The The uh, police employee tells him to get out of the car, and the guy refuses to get out of the car. And then you can see the car move into view of the dash cam. And you can see that the police employee is standing on the driver's side of this car that's now moving, and he starts shooting into the car. And the the car's moving off very slowly. And when I say very slow, I mean very slowly, like... Maybe the guy had taken his foot off the brake slowly. So then the police employee runs around to the front of the car and jumps up on the hood, laying down on his stomach on the hood, and begins firing directly into the windshield and presumably right into the face and chest of the driver of this car. 
Now, unless the video's been severely edited, we're talking just seconds from the time that the police employee starts yelling, hands, 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 until he is shooting this man. I'm not really sure what kind of time frame he had to conduct an investigation there uh, that would have told him that he should have started shooting. Maybe they teach mind reading now in uh, police training. I don't know. But short of that, I'm not sure why he thought he should start shooting at this man. Uh, he was over on, like I said, he was he was clearly on the passenger or on the driver's side of the car. I'm assuming when he started, he would have been right right even with the door. I'm not sure why he couldn't have just taken a step to the rear of the car, which would have put him completely, completely out of the way of the of the car. Because even if the wheel would have been turned hard to the left, it still wouldn't have been able to turn sharp enough to hit him. Now, while he's pulling a lethal weapon on the hood of this car, firing into the windshield, another police car, a police SUV, shows up and you can see it ramming into the passenger side of this car. I'm not really sure if we can fault this driver of, uh, of this police car because I'm not sure he knew exactly what was going on. He just saw that there was a, uh, a fellow human on the hood of a car. Maybe he thought that the, that the man had been hit by the car. Maybe he didn't realize that the, that the, uh, his fellow employee had actually put himself in front of the car and on top of the hood. And so maybe he was just trying to help his uh, fellow human out there. Or maybe he just saw what was going on and, and he was in, in his uh, anxiousness to get there quickly, he, um, he misjudged the stopping distance and that's what caused him to ram the car. I'm not sure what his explanation for that was and I'm really not sure that it has anything to do with this uh, you know maybe he was just trying to help another man out or maybe not but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt there's really though I can't think of an excuse for the police employee to begin firing into the side of this car as far as I know in the state of Arkansas it's uh, it's illegal to shoot at a person in such a situation and since this shooting I've seen where it's been stated that the police department itself that particular police department has a couple of policies against police employees shooting into a moving car like that that's one that's not coming toward them so that's you know that's kind of what happened it's kind of my take on it but what I'm what I'm really perplexed by I mean, I know that the police are going to do an investigation, and they're probably going to find their employee was uh, you know, not guilty of anything. I doubt it makes it to a trial or or any serious reper repercussions. They may uh, they may terminate that police employee's employment with that police department, but I seriously doubt any criminal charges will be filed, which I don't understand because if someone were stealing my car, if that's all they had done. I walk up and the person is stealing my car and I tell them to stop and the person begins to roll away from me with me to the side of the car. If I were to start shooting into that car, I would go to jail. There would be plenty of prosecutors and 
police employees that would be willing to put me in jail. There would be plenty of people on juries to convict me, uh, judges willing to sentence me for this. So it's, it's an illegal act, and the police employee is charged with, it's his job to enforce laws, not to break the laws. But what has me really perplexed is the number of people who are congratulating and thanking this police employee who not only who not only broke his own department's regulations, but he shot a man, and not just once. He had to have emptied that magazine. And he did it either over a car or because the guy would not obey his verbal commands. And I find that I find that appalling, but so many people are congratulating that police man, this police employee, for doing this. You know, this may have been the nastiest guy ever, the the now dead guy, the guy that was driving what was reported as a stolen car. He may have been the nastiest, most vile man ever. He may have been a murderer. He may have been, you know, a child rapist. He could have been anything. But I don't think that's the point. The point was, is that in a matter of seconds, this employee of a police department who's supposed to be enforcing laws determined that this man needed to die. And he carried out that sentence just like that. And the statists, and I don't know, maybe some anarchists too, but the statists are all, they're, they're rejoicing over the fact that this policeman acted in this manner. When I look at other incidents where the police have busted into the wrong house, arrested the wrong people, shot and killed the wrong people, shot and killed people who had nothing to do with anything. I can't I can't help but wonder why anybody would support this shooting that evidently either occurred over over property, the car, either either the policeman was just he really wanted to recover that property, which I can't imagine that he did because he shot it all up and there, you know, hate to be graphic, but there's going to be blood and excrement, brain matter. There's going to be all sorts of stuff all in that car. That car, I if it were my car, I wouldn't want it back, right? So it couldn't have been about recovering the car. It couldn't have been about the police employee's safety because he was safe where he was before he started shooting. And that can that can only lead to one legitimate argument that I could even begin to think of is that he just snapped, didn't realize what he was doing and you know, in the heat of in the heat of the moment, his adrenaline got the best of him, and he just forgot all of his training, 
and just threw caution to the wind and and started shooting. That's the only legitimate argument that I could even come up with, and even that is going to get, you know, what, an involuntary manslaughter charge, maybe? I think, more than likely, and this is just pure supposition on my part, that it had a little bit to do with the adrenaline, but it may have had even more to do with the attitude that most police employees seem to have now. I work in a profession where I often run across, uh, I often have to work with police employees. And don't get me wrong, I'll sound like the, uh, I'll sound like everybody else at this point. Most of the, most of the guys that I come in contact with, they do the right thing most of the time. And that's most of the time. I've only seen a couple of police employees just do just outrageous things. But I get that sometimes tensions can run high and you might forget what, you know, forget what's going on and uh, step outside of your training there. But I think, I think a lot of times it has to do with, with that attitude that, that you must obey the verbal commands. And that's usually like the code word there, verbal commands of the police employee or you are fair game. And listening to the responses to some of the videos or reading some of the responses to the videos that were released by the uh, by the Little Rock police, most statists ha- are of that mindset that obey the police or die. Now some are just, they're just ignorant people and they don't I don't know if they didn't watch the video because they all want to say that this guy tried running the uh, police employee down, which clearly the police employee started shooting at this man while he was beside the car. There was no, uh, I don't see any way he could have been in danger there, especially if he would have taken a step to the rear of the car or a step away from the car. Certainly, he did not improve his position by getting in front of the car. So some people may have just been ignorant and didn't watch the video. Others seem to be of a mindset that the police are always right. They almost worship or deify police. And and it's really it, it's really troublesome to me because these people are fallible. They're they're just human. They're doing a job and they've proven time and time again that they're human. They make mistakes. You, but you just get these. You get these thin blue line. We back the blue. We back the badge. Uh, you get this this type of mentality, and they don't care what the police are doing. Uh, like I said, this guy may have been the the meanest, baddest guy ever walked the earth, and maybe the earth is better without him being alive. But the way he got unalive was wrong. If you believe at all in law and order, he just the way he was killed was wrong. Uh, there, there are a few people that want to claim that, you know, this police employee just saved. I had one woman tell me that they, that 
this police employee had saved hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of property damage by the police chase that was going to ensue after this. You know what? If it was my car and I'd reported it stolen, I wouldn't want anybody to die over it. If the police spot this car and the guy's going to run from them, uh, you know what? They can have it. I don't. I don't want anybody to die over it. I don't want anybody's kids to die over it. Uh, I wouldn't even want anybody's pets to die over my car. You know, sure, it's going to hurt if I lose my car. Uh, you know, I'm self-insured. I say that. I have liability insurance on my car. But uh, if somebody steals it, I'm just out my car, right? So, yeah, that would hurt. But I wouldn't want anybody to die over it. I sure wouldn't want, you know, the the driver of it to get shot in the head and chest 15 or 20 times. I mean, it's not going to do me any good then. Uh, you know, the car is done. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe after the guy drives it for a while, he'd just put it somewhere anyway, uh, leave it somewhere, and I might end up actually getting it back. It might be worse for the wear. Uh, maybe i never see it again, but... No, it's not going to do me any good if there's brain matter and excrement, blood, other bodily fluids all in it. So I wouldn't want anybody, you know, to die in a car chase over it. It would just, that would be just ridiculous. Sorry, I keep losing my concentration here. It's very foggy. And uh, there are herds of deer that routinely cross in front of me on my way home at night, so I am going very slow. So how does all of this tie into what crime and punishment would look like in a voluntary or anarchist society? Alright, first up, I don't... I, I'm of the belief that anarchy just means no rulers, right? Not necessarily that there are no rules, just no rulers. I think what a voluntary or an anarchist society, one that I would want to live in, would look like is that, you know, basically you leave other people alone and you do your thing, right? I don't think in an anarchist society that people are just going to be running around stealing cars and, you know, other people just driving around and, and trying to uh, to recover those cars by firing 15 times into the, the car. Actually, I think that in a in a truly free society, there would probably be some safeguards in place so that if somebody steals your car, uh, your car would be would become inoperable and uh, would do them completely no good whatsoever. Instead of relying on police employees to go chase people down, it, to me that sounds like the most simple, you know, the most simple thing ever. Maybe there's safeguards put in place where. It's extremely hard to steal a person's car. You know what? If you're leaving your keys in the ignition and leaving your doors unlocked and your car gets stolen, it's kind of on you anyway. Uh, it's it's a little difficult to steal a car that's you know not parked in a remote location or something without somebody realizing what's going on. At least I would think so. Um, like I said, I do work in an industry where I where I see thieves and, and such all day long, and 
most of these guys are pretty obvious. I, I get that every now and then somebody's going to lose a car. It's going to get stolen. Uh, but maybe we could put some safeguards in place, some, uh, you know, some GPS transponders or something, and let's uh, let's see if we can't shut that car down and then go recover it. Uh, you know, through uh, if you've bought insurance, if you've decided just to self-insure it, maybe you could just drive over there yourself and see if you if you could recover it. Uh, that's probably the route I would take. I surely wouldn't uh, go. And, both barrels blazing, I don't think. But but how would society handle other crimes? Uh, well, first of all, would people shoot other people over over property? I guess, I guess you know, I've actually, I've talked to, in real life today, I talked to um, a guy who, he said he didn't think he would shoot somebody, but he might point a gun at them if they were stealing his car. And, you know, my first question was, why are you pointing a gun at somebody if you're not willing to shoot them? That just, it doesn't seem like a very good plan there. And, uh, you know, we talked about it for a while. Not a bad guy. I, you know, I believe that, you know, he's got pretty good intentions. And when it, when he boiled, when he boiled it all down, he said he wouldn't shoot somebody unless they were trying to hurt him or somebody who was with him. Uh, and that's when he threw in the caveat that he might go, that he might go ahead and point a gun at him. Uh, I think that just unnecessarily escalates the situation. I've been in a situation where I actually had to pull a gun on somebody, and uh, you know, I I didn't want it to escalate to that point, and it was to a point where it was one step forward, and um, it would have been over for that guy uh, who had a knife. Luckily, it didn't go that way. But I can't imagine intentionally escalating a situation to where you might have to shoot at somebody. So where would you draw the line? Would you um, would you shoot somebody that was stealing your car? Or which, which direction would your line be? Would it be more like somebody has to be breaking into your home? Somebody that you know has in, has the intent to harm you? I mean, would you just shoot somebody if you didn't know what was going on? Somebody was rattling your doorknob? Would you just shoot through the door? You know, I don't think I would. I've seen incidents where a person's having a medical issue and they don't realize where they are or they just need help, so they're, you know, they're just trying to get in. I've seen other issues where, you know, somebody from with dementia, I, I had a, actually had a guy attack me one time who was suffering from dementia. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt the guy. I didn't even want to have to hit the guy. So, you know, I just kept backing off from the guy and just tried to explain to him that I wasn't who he thought I was. And, you know, it finally got to a point where he had escalated it so far that I had to get a little loud and I had to uh, threaten some violence to uh, stop the attack. But I didn't have to hit the, the man. Would I shoot somebody that was trying to break into my house and, like, they had a gun? Oh, of course, I'd shoot him right through the door you know if if all indications were that they intend to do me harm or my family yeah shoot uh, i'm not even gonna question that that's gonna happen but am i gonna shoot some kid if i look outside one night and i see some kid rummaging through my car you know maybe he busted a window out and he's rummaging through it i don't think i'm gonna shoot the guy 
Am I going to fire a warning shot? No, I'm not even going to fire a warning shot. What's the point in it, right? I'm going to yell at the guy. He's probably going to take off running. Now, if he turns around and points a gun at me, you know, then it's on. I just can't imagine going straight to shooting somebody over some property. You know, and the, sometimes the argument is like, well, you know, a car is worth a lot of money. Well, it might be worth a lot of money, but, you know, how much... How much money can it be worth? I've heard other people say, well, you know, the criminal doesn't value his life if he's, you know, willing to risk it over a car. Well, maybe he doesn't, but, you know, I'm not willing to to risk my principles over, over a car, um, you know. And if you're willing to shoot somebody over a car because it costs a lot of money, are you willing to shoot somebody over a watch because that costs a lot of money? Or are you willing to shoot somebody over a cell phone? Are you willing to shoot somebody over a bicycle? Are you willing to shoot somebody over a sandwich? There has to be a line somewhere where you're like, well, it's not worth shooting somebody. You know, somebody walks by and picks up my beer and and drinks it. You know, that's not worth shooting somebody over. Okay, well, why is that not worth shooting somebody over but taking your car is? There's a, there's a line at some point, and it, once you... Once you start down that path of it's okay to shoot somebody over property, it's okay to shoot somebody over property. It doesn't matter what the dollar amount is. Why would that matter? Theft is theft, right? So why would you why would you be willing to shoot somebody if they stole your watch but not be willing to shoot somebody if they stole maybe, I don't know, your shoes? My line of uh, thought on the whole thing is that, you know, I'm just not going to shoot somebody over just property. Yeah, if there's violence involved, then, you know, that's a separate issue. And if somebody's going to burn my house down while I'm in it, you know, yeah, I'm going to have a problem with that. But, you know, if uh, one of the – another issue, another hot topic in Arkansas right now is they're they're reworking. They're trying to pass some kind of changes to the – to the uh, laws that would um, it, it boils down to the same thing basically as the law is right now if somebody intends to do you harm you have the right to fight back it's that simple if if, if you fear that they're going to hurt you then you do what it takes to, to stop them I think an anarchist society a voluntary society would come up with uh, different ways to handle crimes and punishments. I think the major crimes and, and that would require punishments would be, you know, the big ones, violence and and major theft. And I don't think that, well, even minor theft, but I don't think that, I don't think there would be a, a you know, theft would be a capital offense. Murder? Yeah, probably so, because, I mean, what are you going to do? If, if you see somebody that if you see somebody murder somebody else, what are you going to do? I mean, that person, pretty clearly, he's going to be dangerous, right? Um, are you going to lock them up? I mean, it's not like people are going to go around collecting taxes to build a prison to hold this guy in, right? I guess maybe you could build your own prison and lock the guy up in it, and then you could feed him for the rest of his life. It seems to me like it'd just be easier. You see a man kill somebody else, and you just take care of him right then and there, it's done. You may have to deal with his family or his friends may come after you, but you know, if you did the right thing, your friends and your family, 
are going to be there for you. Uh, I think we'd see a, a greater sense of community and, you know, your neighbor's opinion and your neighbor's, uh, you'd be a better neighbor because you would want your neighbor to be good to you and you would want to be good to your neighbor. All right, so I've droned on about this much longer than I possibly should have. Possibly? No, I've droned on about this longer than I know I should have. Reached my final destination for the night. Before I go, though, I'd just like to remind you that we do offer some uh, some unique decals. If you want to check that out on our Facebook page, some decals and some t-shirt designs. We can also do custom designs. We're not, I'm not all that great at, um, at designing from scratch for other people. If you have a design in mind or if you have your own design, I'm not interested at this time in uh, violating copyrights. I don't agree with the whole intellectual property thing, but, you know, uh, getting sued in today's society would cost me a lot of money, so I'm not really interested in that. But if you have your own design and would like to see a decal or a t-shirt made, be sure to send me a message one way or the other. I can I can at least look at it and see if it's something I can do. And, you know, I'll do it pretty inexpensively. I, um, I actually enjoy the hobby of making the decals and making the the t-shirts and got a pretty decent little setup. So um, if you have a need for anything like that, then uh, be sure to send me a message and you can do that at my Facebook page for the podcast, which is Front Porch Anarchast. Um, you'll find some links probably on that page to a couple of our um, side um, Ventures, that's the word I was looking for. Um, some of our side ventures where um, where we show off some of the things we have. And uh, anyway, give it a give it a look. See if it's something that uh, you may be interested in. If it is, send us a message. If you made it this far, I really do appreciate you listening. All right, so that's it for tonight's episode. Crime and punishment in an anarchist society. If you haven't already, check out the Facebook page. Give us a like, Front Porch Anarchast. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. No masters.